This, 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 we are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples, UFC and Boxing Talk. Welcome to podcast episode 221. Uh, we are the Fight Disciples. This one's dedicated towards the world of boxing. You can subscribe to this nonsense on a week-by-week basis uh, by going to iTunes, search Fight Disciples, or you can subscribe uh, via your Android feed on our website, fightdisciples.com. Is that? Please go there. If you uh, need any help, we're all over social media as well, at Fight Disciples, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Um, and we've released early. We've shot our load shot early. shot our load. I'm not surprised after the weekend we've just had. That's it. We decided- Jesus Christ, who needs Babe Station? We decided, Dave Allen, we decided to, uh, did you <laughs> see Did you see Babe Station <laughs> yeah. send him a load of fucking good luck messages? Yeah. Can't wait to see you soon, Dave. <laughs> fucking hell. Brilliant. Uh, but we decided to go early this week as a little bit of an added treat because I've no doubt you've woke up Monday morning, you've been thinking to yourself, fucking hell, did Saturday night actually happen? What, was that, that a real thing? Yes, it was real, and we're going to pick the bones out of it without any shadow of a doubt, mate. Dillian White stole Joseph Parker's heart, trampled all over it, nearly gave it him back uh, in the last round. Uh, but by golly, what an unbelievable main event. And to be fair, that was just the cherry on top of the cake because the ones that went before it were just equally as good. It was just... Absolutely fucking epic from the very first fight to the end. The first fight I watched properly was Dave Allen. And when Dave Allen got fucked, (laughs) let's be honest, for like three and a half rounds and then just landed that bomb, that haymaker, that fucking windmill punch that I've just been thrown out of Yates at one o'clock in the morning shot, just went... And poor Nick Webb, probably seen it coming and thought, I'm not getting out the way of that. Uh, nope, I'm not getting out the way. Honestly, mate. Good it, night. It, it came from that low down. He might, have, he might as well have just sent him an email before. I know. I'm going to hit you in a minute. Mental. Just a proper big Donkey Kong club coming over the top. But as soon as that landed on the chin, a new web was gone. And I was thinking, either we've just immensely come early, or this is going to be something a bit special mm. and my lord we got the latter didn't we mm. how special an event was that and you know what people were giving Eddie and Matrium and Sky shit over this the quality of this pay-per-view and I know it's easy to say now if all these fights that have just completely failed to turn up if Chisora failed to turn up oh, if Dillian White and Parker had hugged each other if Katie Taylor had gone yet another title defence on points if you know if if Dave Allen would have got dragged through six rounds and beaten to a pulp. We'd be sitting here now going, fucking hell, come on, that pay-per-view was Mate, shocking. Listen, this Terrible. Happened, Can't believe, why are we paying for yeah, fucking... But, this is, but that's not what happened. Yeah, but this is the risk that you take with fight sports. How many times have we sat on our UFC show? That's the, probably the best example that we could give. Yeah. We sit on that UFC show and we go through a card and we go, this is going to be unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. UFC Hamburg, right? Yeah. Nine decisions in a row. Yeah. Bored the fucking living daylights out of us. So... Sometimes it happens. Sometimes stuff that's supposed to be amazing doesn't necessarily live up to its billing. Mm-hmm. And then when we talk about a card, for a UFC card, for example, and we'll look at it and we'll go, it's going to be shit that. Not interested in that. It just comes to life. And then it's just absolutely unbelievable. The best example of that's last year, UFC Brazil, the, in the early start of the year, you looked at the card and you thought, it's terrible, that. Yeah. But it was unbelievable. And I know that a lot of people will have looked at this pay-per-view at the weekend and gone... Yeah, because yeah. they've been on our social media, a lot yeah. of fight disciples are like, oh man, are you fucking taking the piss? £20 for this, are you fucking joking, Andy? And Dick Tape and wore a mask and all this stuff. And I was like, don't sleep on fucking heavyweights. It's, it's always worth gambling 20 quid 
when big heavyweights are fighting because fucking anything can mm. happen. And if Chisora turns up, if Dillian White turns up, yeah, but that's it. If Parker, t- then fuck me, it's right. fireworks. Now and they, they turned up right on Saturday. That's how I was feeling. If, if, everything was if, if, yeah, if. Yeah. So when I was putting on my accumulator and I put a little social media post out there, I thought, no, I'm going to use my brain. I'm not going with my, I always bet with my heart, always. Mm. And I always say stuff with my heart. Yeah. And I'm just going to go. That's, now, that's why I never bet on who's going to win the Premier League. So I go, right, I'm just going to stay out of it. I'm just going to use my head because Chisora's not going to turn up. Mm. Dave Allen ain't that good. Yeah. Who, who could have guessed Chisora would turn up against Carlos Tachem, though? Who could have guessed that fucking Donkey Kong would have turned up and knocked that dude out? Eh? <laughs> hey? Honestly. Lie, no, right, seriously. No word of a lie. That I w- set the tone, though, didn't it? What was it like at ringside? Because well, I was like, fuck me, here we go. Right, so... T- Pop. T- so they, they make the ring walk at about quarter to seven, ten to seven, right? Yeah. And I thought, right, I'm nipping out for a quick piss because the radio show starts at seven o'clock. So I nips up the ring walk, and as I nip up the ring walk, who do I bump into... He's at the top. He, oh, he's making his way the, to the ring. The, the, white, the white rhino is coming out of his dressing room. I said, all right, Dave, give him a little touch of gloves. I'm in the bogs as a piss. He does his ring walk. Nick Webb does his ring walk. Fight starts, right? Now, I didn't get back to my seat properly until the start of the second round. So mm. I watched the from the bleachers, really, the first round. And I thought, Dave looked like a fucking human punch bag. He was just yep. getting absolutely bad. Second round was very much the same. Yep. And I tapped the lads that are working with. And I just went, I'll pull him out now. I'll pull him out now. This is fucking awful. He's obviously not five fit. Five days notice. He's taking not out five fit. days yeah. notice. This is terrible. Don't, it, it, the, the levels here are just ridiculous. And then all of a sudden, fucking donkey cut. He pressed X on the old joypad, didn't he? He just went bang. See you later, son. <laughs> the arena erupted. And I'm like, what the fuck have I just witnessed? My accumulator's gone out the window. Crazy, absolute crazy scenes. And like what you've just said, that set the tone for the rest of the night. Normally, you go, oh, with Pete, that's it. You can't yeah, get yeah, better yeah. than that. Yeah. But it just set the tone and the atmosphere. There was just electric in that room all night. Anybody that were there that's listening to this right now will go along with that. It was just constant electricity yeah, yeah. burning through. The energy was crazy. And maybe the fighters were picking up on that energy and just going, right, fuck it, we've got to have it. Because the fight, the, in terms of broadcast, Buglioni fight was on my mobile phone. It was yeah. a Facebook live yeah, stream. Yeah, 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 yeah. I watched that and the opponent's injured his hand and then eventually pulled out with a busted hand and, you know, and you just think, Ugh. I went for a burger, mate. I missed it. And then it come on to Sky Sports regular, like Sky Sports Action or whatever the fucking channel's called these days. We had Fowler and we had uh, Dave Allen and then after those two fights, it went live to the pay-per-view broadcast then as well. So those two fights were actually on normal Sky and then it went on to the pay-per-view broadcast right, from then okay. on, you see. All right. But if you just tuned into Sky, then you think, fucking hell, Fowler's just detonated, nearly took that kid's head clean off. You're, going, you're getting 20 quid out, you? are getting 20 quid out. And then Dave Allen lands the fucking absolute haymaker of all haymakers. So right then you're thinking, I'm paying 20 quid for this now, because God only knows what's going to happen. And it just got better. It mm. just got better and better. It was fucking unreal. Unbe- unbelievable. What was the fa- what was your favourite? I don't know. Moments of the whole night because the Dave Allen moment was a very very special moment. Yeah, but because it wasn't the arena wasn't full of guests, so no. And equally as special was Derek Chisora knocking out wow. fucking Carlos Takam. That was special. Because the the way that that fight started, he went and sat in the blue corner, his corner, mm-hmm. for two and a half minutes of the first round and got battered. And I thought to myself, the fight could have been in the phone box. The entire fight could have been in a phone box. And I was like, Daddy, you're going to have to throw something back because it's going to get stopped. And then he throws something. Mm. And then he throws something. 
but he was throwing ones. He weren't throwing yeah. threes, fours, and fives. He was throwing ones, and you're thinking just enough to keep the referee. Right, he's still in it. He's still in it. And at the end of the fight, he made that joke about yeah, Rope adopts him. He's good. Fucking hell, no, you didn't. You just thought to yourself, I can't be asked walking around here. Just, come on, let's have it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it went, weren't it? Yeah. It was two doormen at Weatherspoons, and they just had it. That's exactly what they did. And I'll tell you something. When he landed the shot, which scrambled, obviously scrambled his brain, the first, the first one right, on the yeah. top of his head, I thought, that didn't happen. Because I, 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 was, I wasn't... The fight was going so one-sided one way. I just thought... I, I, I'm, I was kind of losing a little bit of interest with it because I thought, Takam's just absolutely schooling him up here. Yeah, he's just beating him up. And then he lands that shot, and I thought, what the fuck has happened? But the fit then, the, the, but the hilarious bit is that Ian John Lewis... I think he was Ian John Lewis who was the ref in that. Uh, Howard Foster. I've conf- confused him with a different fight. Ian John Lewis was the main event. Well, he's just gone... The, the ref's gone, right, fight... And then he's just run straight. <laughs> he just run straight at him. But you can't have landed a better shot. That's like Frotch Grove shit. Yeah. He landed it perfect yeah. on the whiskers, didn't he? Good night. End of chat. But as he come in, you know, he he, he drops his shoulder for a feint, and and Tackham like looks to block that feint, and that opens it up for the big right hand Funny. over the top. It was a fantastic finish. The, the the second shot, the first one scrambles your brain right across the top of the temple. That's why Tackham goes down. Doesn't look like much, but just bounced right off his temple. Tackham gets back to his feet, but was probably thinking, all right, you know, I'm exhausted because that was the thing with Chisora's... Can we call them tactics? Or I'm like you. I don't think he'd walk into the, the ring going, yeah, I'm going to rope it up this guy. No. You know, it wasn't a fucking Muhammad Ali moment. It wasn't like that. It was I think like, he's a bit sick, he's Derek. I think he likes it. Yeah, I think I'm he's a, take bit like, a bit of a whack. Fuck it, this guy thinks he can knock anything out, so... Let's see if he can knock me down. And if he can't, I'm going to wait until he's tied himself out and then I'm just going to explode. And it was just, it was just mental. The first shot, as I say, flash knockdown, if you mm. like, Tackham gets back to his feet. The second one, no, to have the ability to do that, to get his feet into range, to step right in, drop the shoulder just enough for Tackham to commit to blocking it and then fire the right, the right hand, the second one, right across the chin. Beautiful. Like, perfect. It, like, if it wasn't, if this was the UFC 50 grand bonuses Fowler gets a bonus for his knockout that one punch left hook knockout and certainly Chisori gets it for that right hand as well absolutely beautiful felt, probably the best shot of his entire career yeah it was unbelievable I felt for Carlos Tackham because it looked like he had an affixy wank he was sat on the fucking deck weren't he all over the place didn't know where he were. like his dad had walked into the room <laughs> caught, catching him with his pants down didn't he <laughs> Lad's gone. Jay from the in-between us. Okay, that's exactly what it was. <laughs> His fucking head were all... What? The, the best bit as well after that fight, because obviously he's been knocked out, so he doesn't really know what's gone on. And then when it dawns on him what's gone on, he's like going, how the fuck has that happened? Yeah. I've just twatted this lad for seven rounds. How the fuck has that happened? Yeah. That's boxing, mate. That's why boxing. we love this game. Certainly heavyweight boxing. But look what it's done for heavyweight boxing as well in this country. You know, we know all about AJ. We know about the potential of Tyson Fury. And you know what? Yeah, we we, we accept Dillian White as a rung below that, but he, you know, he's always game for anything. Now fucking throw Del Boy back in there. And Bellew's still swimming around this waters as well. Heavyweight boxing dare I say it, is fucking booming as well. Mm. Certainly in the UK, at least. Mm. It's mad. What do you make of the main event? Um, honestly, I was fucking fuming with Joe Parker again. For large chunks of this fight, I was screaming at the telly going, what the fuck are you doing? Right, talk to me. You are st- throwing it away right. again. Talk to me in stages, right? Because yeah. he comes out and he looks all right. Yeah. He look, he look, bra, bra. Well, too he, quick. Well, too quick, too sweet. He looked he look calm. Yeah. Uh, 
the fight starts, his hand speed was mesmerising. I mean, even in the fight with Huey Fury, it wasn't there. The fight with AJ, I kind of forgive him a little bit with the AJ fight because the Italian, yeah, the Italian referee was shit, and he it, didn't allow him to do his thing. All right, he, he, he could have done more, of course he, he could, could, have done could more. but he wasn't allowed to do it. I thought the referee was shocking. And that first, I watched the first round, and I thought Dill's in trouble here because his hand speed was just fantastic. I thought he was great on at range. He was mm. in out range. Dill couldn't really land anything on him, and I thought. Fucking hell. I mean, look at him. He, he looks a specimen, doesn't he, does fucking Joe Parker. He looks like he's got a tank on him. He could do a bit. And I thought, Dillian's going to struggle to catch this fucker today. And then the second round, that was the headbutt knockdown, wasn't it? Yep. I can't believe that that was judged as a knockdown, man. No, no. I really can't. It was a clear headbutt to the yeah. side of the temple, which has obviously scrambled his I, I brain and he's gone I can down. only imagine Ian John Lewis was circling the fighters and didn't uh, just add well, a did, one-sided view or whatever. He, what I saw, did he count to he Parker? Did. He counted to Parker, he did, did yeah. I saw the guy at the side of the ring counting, no, as did. you normally do. Yeah. But in the ring, I was looking, is he counting? Because he had his back to me, so I couldn't see what he was doing. Yeah. Never in a million years is it a knockdown because he no. nuts him. So that shouldn't have been counted. So obviously, but that fuck Parker, you know, I don't think Parker recovered from that. I, I don't know whether it was the headbutt in particular scrambled him. I just think that was Dillian White's moment to say, "You're in a fight here, kidder." Oh, You're in listen, the trenches. Listen, welcome. I, I don't know. What, I don't know whether it was that exact moment, but it did continue. So therefore, three and four, I thought Parker kind of got back on it a little bit, but then. Dillian's dirty boxing was yeah. fucking world class. Leaning world, all over him, throwing pulling his head elbow, down, pulling his head down, throwing the uppercuts at yeah. the same time. And I thought to myself, mate, you've got to drag him into Parker that shit. Parker didn't want it. Parker did not want a the piece referee, of that. The referee could have done more, maybe. Yeah. He could have said, Dale, maybe taking a point, because let's be honest, he did it about fucking nine, ten, did. nine, ten times, didn't Listen, he? Listen, this is fucking boxing. It's a fight. It's a fight. Yeah. And if the referee isn't going to warn you for it, keep fucking doing it. That's how you're going to win this fight. We, we said last week on the show, it's a fighter against the boxer. Dillian White has got to make this a fight. Joe Parker's got to keep it a boxer match. Yeah. And Dillian White won. Dillian White made it a fight. The yeah. ironic thing is, when Joe Parker thought, fuck it, I'll come and fight you then, yeah. in the last two rounds, he almost finished the fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If he'd have done that in the seventh or eighth round, who knows what could have happened. I'll be honest, in, in hind, you know, towards the end of the fight, I'm thinking, Joe Parker's going back to his corner. Fucking Kevin Barry, very experienced corner. You know, they brought two right through everything else. They've been there, worn the T-shirt, done it all before. They were feeding Parker the wrong information. They were saying to him, you know, you fucking great round, you're doing well, keep working the body. At no point did they kind of go, Joe, it's going, son. You're throwing it away. You're losing rounds. He did. You're letting him out hustle like I said, yet. I, like I said, I thought early doors, Dillian found it very difficult to catch him. And I kind of gave Joseph a lot of the... First four rounds, I gave him a lot of it. Mm -hmm. A good line share. Definitely 3-1 for me anyway. Because I kind of didn't count that knockdown. Yeah, yeah. But then he went missing. Mm. Five to ten. Yeah. It was like, where the fuck are you? You're getting absolutely, absolutely battered here, mate. Come yeah. on, you've got to do something. Like walking around with his hands down and, and was, all sorts. Do you know what? It was because he was scared to engage with Dillian. He didn't want to get into a fight. But this is a fight. And unless you're going to drill that jab like you've fucking never drilled it before, you're never going to keep Dillian White off. I think Dillian just what came down to who wanted it more. Who wants to be the next heavyweight contender? Mm. And quite clearly, Dillian White wants it more than Joseph Parker. That's it, man. That's it. That's the bollocks of it all. Mm. Can't make it, can't argue any other way. Joseph Parker's a far more talented, has got a much more solid background in amateur better boxing. He's a better boxer, man. Yeah. The better boxer should always beat a better fighter. But 
when the skill doesn't surpass the will. Look at that. Know what I mean? Dropping it, man. That's when you're That's fucked. double award-winning shit, that. <laughs> you are right, Dillian White's will overpowered Joe for the I mean, look at that last skill. round. Look at that last, last round, right? Yeah, man. Parker put it on him. White was gone. He was fucking... I don't know what it was. felt like at ringside. He's gone. Watching home, he's gone. One more shot, he's gone. Mate, Out I was today. watching it through my hands because I was screaming. I'm hold him! I'm at, I'm at home. Hold 100%. him! Fucking hold him! 100%. That was it. Just hold the fucker. That's all you've got to do. Especially, there was about... He, he caught him only about 20 seconds into the round, didn't he? And I thought to myself, oh my God, he's got two and a half minutes now of this. Yeah, yeah. And they were up, they were up right in front of him and I thought, Dale, just fucking hold him! But he was swinging, wasn't he? Hold him! Stop <laughs> fighting! Hold him! You've won the fight! Just yeah. hold him! Swinging. And, and then they went off into the centre and to the other side of the ring and I'm thinking, it's getting fucking worse. Stop it! Stop fighting him! But then, <clears throat> when Parker put him down, and I think Dillian mentioned this in commentary, I couldn't really hear it because it's a different sound system in the, in the arena. He mentioned about using his brain of just listen. I wasn't massively hurt, but I thought, "Fuck it, I'm going to take the ten. I'm going to take eight seconds, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to kill the momentum of what he's just done. Stop it for a second. Take a breather. Regain my thoughts, and then get into the situation of fucking holding him or whatever Survive. he did, killing the clock. Yeah, basically, yeah. is where he was at. When he went down, mate, we about thirty seconds left. I was like. Fuck me. This, this is frotch fucking Taylor all over yeah, again, yeah. isn't it? This is crazy shit. Crazy yeah. shit. It was mad to see it done at, at, at this level as well, in the heavyweight, on a pay-per-view. All the ingredients are there. I, I'll be honest, after Chisora, I thought, that's it, turn it off now. Because like we, people were coming at us on social media going, fucking hell, and you said Chisora Tacham was going to stink the yard out. I, I was like, mate, I'll quite happily apologise and go, I was yeah, wrong. Yeah, yeah. Who the fuck saw that fight coming? Who the fuck saw that Chisora performance coming? I certainly didn't, and I didn't for seven there rounds. Are, there are geezer <laughs> messages going, you guys never normally get anything wrong. Fucking <laughs> hell, what have you been eating? <laughs> You've been on some Bolivian marching powder but or something. brilliant is it when we do get it wrong yeah. because we get sensational because stuff that, like this? Listen, fucking ace. When you, when you cover this, and listen, you're, you're no mugs listening to this show you're, you're proper fight fans you know what you're talking about when when you there's nothing more boring than making a prediction that comes okay, right yeah absolutely that's saying something that comes right yeah because was the that's not sport that's not the entertainment that's not the fun there's no yeah. fun in that i want to be surprised as much as you want to be surprised i want to be sat there going what the fucking hell am i watching absolutely i've never dave allen's donkey kong punch never saw that coming in a million years Derek Chisora knocking out Carlos Takam. Never saw that in a million years. I never saw the way that that main event played out. I never saw that really. And it was yeah. just, I'm so glad that it did exactly what it did. Because now I'm, I'm I'm sat here on a Sunday afternoon recording this show with you going, fucking boxing's brilliant, isn't it? And I've got a new enthusiasm yeah, for yeah. the start of the new season but in listen, September. It wasn't like we weren't enthusiastic enough about the state of boxing, certainly British boxing. But I've got a hard on for British heavyweight boxing now. Because, you know, up until, as I say, up until last, up until the weekend last night, it was all about Anthony Joshua, potentially Dillian White. I knew my boy Tony is not going to hang around at heavyweight. Usyk's next for him. Um, but now, just Chisora, man. Fucking, who doesn't love Del Boy Chisora? Talk about going from fucking zero to hero. He, he could literally fight anyone now. He mm. could Listen, we'd be fighting over ourselves to see White Chisora too, of course. You would have thought Chisora won the first fight. We'd love to see that again. One of the best heavyweight fights I think Dill's ahead of it, though, at the moment. I, I believe so. That's, what, that's what's going to hold that one back. But in terms of Chisora, he, he could stand in for Pavekin if Pavekin fails a drug test or fucking gets injured. 
Absolutely he could after a performance like that. I think Dillian White obviously could as well. I think Dillian White now is a more, you know, I'd love to see him fight Deontay Wilder next. Right, come on. How's this playing out? How's this playing out? In your okay. head, how's this playing out? Because what we've got, we've got Anthony Joshua Povetkin. That's 100% that's happening, right? Yeah. Unless Povetkin fucking gets on the gear again or he gets himself in bother. Which, you know. is a high chance. Absolutely. September 22nd. <laughs> high chance. Nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, September 22nd, Wembley, that's that. Okay? Yeah. We're only in July. Yeah. Dillian White's going to fight again this year. Yeah. At least once, maybe even twice. Yeah. He's going to fight again. Who's it going to be? It's going to be in America. There you go. Put me balls on the line there. He's going to fight in America. It'll either be Deontay Wilder or it'll be big baby Jarrell Miller. I think that's Dillian White's next fight, one of those two guys in the US. And that'll give him a bit of a jump on Anthony Joshua as well. Right now, Dillian White's got to make the best fight possible for Dillian White. And the best fight possible for Dillian White is something that takes him... One, closer to the negotiating table for a rematch with AJ, who's the golden ticket. And two, to that table with bargaining power. If he goes and beats up Deontay Wilder, of course he goes to the table looking for a 50-50 split, which is what Deontay Wilder's trying to get. And if he goes and beats up Jarrell Miller, he is, for me, probably ahead of Deontay Wilder because his terms aren't going to be as high as Deontay Wilder's terms in terms of the rematch. Eddie Hearn sat there like fucking buzzing. Oh, isn't it? right now, honestly, Talk, he's buzzing because he's because he needed Dillian to win last night I just for that like, leverage. It's like his dream weekend. It's like his dream. That was a, last night's pay per view was Eddie Hearn's wet dream of a pay per view. It couldn't have gone any better if he tried. Literally, could not one thing. If if you said to him you can change one thing, I fucking guarantee he wouldn't change one thing. It was perfect for him mm. bastard and, <laughs> and this is the final week of Love Island as well he's obviously a big Love Island fan off them are from fucking Essex so Jesus what a week to be Eddie in <sighs> Christ almighty fuck's sake I reckon I reckon it's exciting isn't it Del Boy Tyson I... Fury oh my god again wasn't surprised listen Del is Del has literally gone from fucking on his way out. Fringe top 30 in the world, in the heavyweight division, back into the top 10. He's top 10 ranked again. Fucking boxing, man. It brilliant, message it? with your head. It's fucking brilliant. The, meanwhile, Dave Allen's straight out of the KFC. <laughs> Five days notice. Oh, man. Shit. It was a I feel for, Listen, I feel for Nick Webb, obviously, the kid's on his own little journey, and thankfully he left the arena. Uh, he walked away from the arena last night because he, he fucking swallowed one there from Dave Allen. But mm. you can't not be a fight fan and not be in love with the Dave Allen fucking crazy story mm. of his career. I've no doubt on the uh, Radio City Talk Show this week you're going to talk about Andy Fowler. Yeah, but I want to get your take on it because you're not on that show, so, you know. Best performance of his career. Oh, yeah, so, so far. far. Seven fights in. He listened, man. Sensational finish. Worked the body for four. Yeah. I'd lost it. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. And, and Obviously, we know Anthony and I like him. He's a top kid, really top kid. But I kind of lost a little bit of interest with it because I didn't. I wasn't seeing that progression. I wasn't seeing him learning from Dave and, and applying it in fights. Um, and I wasn't seeing... I just wasn't excited by it, even though... And, and a lot of people might put that down to his style, but I was a big fan of Carl Frotch. So... And I think he's got a similar type of style to Carl Frotch. Were you a big fan of Carl Frotch when he was in six round? When he was in six, no, seven maybe not. I wasn't. His career, maybe not. It's when he got in twelve round. That's against when you proper opposition. Yeah, maybe. And I think the same will go with Anthony Fowler. I think we're going to see the best of Anthony Fowler when he gets in ten and twelve round fights. Yeah, you're probably right there. But in this fight, in this fight, what I did see is a lad that 
stuck to a game plan, listened in the corner, and then when the time was right to detonate, he detonated. And landed perfect, perfect left hook. Mm. He, won't throw, he won't throw or land a better left hook the rest of his career than that. And that's no slight on his career, because it was sensational. Mm. Absolutely sensational. Good step up for him, mm. good level of opponents. Exciting times, man. Boaz is the bollocks, isn't he? Mate, Josh is just fucking crazy, isn't he? Do you know what? I know we got a bit of criticism at the weekend for fighting quite recklessly and fucking letting his hands go. Fuck that. Mate, I love that shit. I love that. I don't need to see... I don't need Joshua Boazzi to take some Latvian import to fucking school for three rounds before he finishes him because he hasn't put a foot or a fist wrong. I don't need to see that. I know he can do that. I've seen him do that already. I want to see Joshua Boazzi go in there and entertain the shit out of the place. And that's what he's doing. Yet the Latvian landed a couple of shots, but who gives a fuck? Yeah, he got bombed out of there. And the rest of the light heavyweights on in the world. Don't forget, Eddie Ain, fucking Eddie letting the cat out the bag. Oh, this is the greatest prospect in world boxing. If you were, I'm surprised Barry hasn't got a grip and gone, hey, bollocks, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? How the fuck are we going to match him? If you keep, Neil, Neil Bowers is the, the match room, uh, matchmaker. So I said, Eddie, for fuck's sake, lad. Tell someone he's shit. <laughs> Do you know how much money we're having to pay these Latvians to come and fight Josh Buatzi? But when he fights like that, light heavyweights domestically and internationally will go, Josh Buatzi undefeated. Ooh, wait a minute. Let's have a look. Eddie Ayn, best prospect in the world. Let's see. Okay, he's getting tagged. Okay, he's getting tagged. I'll tell you what, I can fucking tag him. I won't let him off the hook like this Latvian will. Go on, yeah, I'll take the fight. I think he's doing Eddie a bigger, bigger favour than Eddie's doing him, I'm telling you. Mm. Katie Taylor Mint. Yeah, man. Just nice to see her get a finish. She hasn't had a finish since she was world champion. So it was good to see her turn it on like that. Mm. It is the most lightweight men she would fuck up. Absolutely destroy. I'm serious. We're not going to do them uh, the disservice of naming them on the, <laughs> on the show. <laughs> and you know what? I'm not being sexist saying that either. You know, I don't no, mean it in a sexist way. She's man. fucking brilliant. But, you know, I mentioned this on national radio, didn't I? I think Casey Taylor's ahead of her time, man. She's too good. She's too much of a complete technical fighter for the level of women's boxing today. And again, I don't want to feel like I'm fucking kicking women's boxing. No, but, but she's straight ahead of them all. She's just way better. She's yeah, yeah. fucking miles better. Mm. I think in, in 10 years' time, women's boxing will be in a much bigger, stronger position than it's in now. And Casey Taylor might have an era then where she could build a legacy. But right now, she's just destroying everyone. Did you, um, by the way, did you see couple of things from the from the main event how big was Dillian White's stool have you seen that yeah it's a fucking monster that isn't it straight out of a bar bar stool it's a bar stool yeah yeah it's a huge stool normally lads are just sat there on the little stools he has his own special it makes sense that though I think all heavyweights should do that or AJ should have a stool that big you shouldn't sit you shouldn't go back to your corner and sit so low for 60 seconds because your body starts fucking relaxing in all the wrong places I've seen I read a brilliant study one time about why fighters should stand up between rounds, Delboy, keep the, keep the blood circulating. You shouldn't that. sit down. You should. You, you certainly shouldn't sit that low. Did the TV broadcast uh, show Del Boy trying to get in the ring at the end? No, no. After Dillian's fight, did it not? No, no. Ah, was he trying to climb in? Was he? Right, yeah, yeah. So um, before they made the sorry, just as they made the announcement of who had won the fight, yeah. Um, Mr. Chisora came walking. I actually think he watched it from the from the changing room, right? Because he was in t-shirt. Tracky and still his boxing boots, <laughs> and he came walking past us. I thought, "What's Derek doing there?" Up onto the ring apron, try to get in the ring. Security fucking legged it straight over and went, "Whoa, what are you doing, Del? What are you doing?" Bell, you 
encouraging him. He goes, where are you going? He's like, I'm getting in the ring. And he goes, all right. <laughs> I'm like, you could have fucking diffused this right there. And he's pissing himself down the other end. Pick a fight. Yeah, yeah. So he's trying to get in the ring and he says, I, I just, I just want to have a chat. Uh, Derek, we know what your chats mean, right? What do you want to go and do? He goes, I just want to go and congratulate him. Fuck off, you want to congratulate him. So anyway, after... He, he wasn't allowed in the ring. He was on the apron and there were about five security five security lads around him. Parker came over. He congratulated Parker. He said, great fight, mate. And, like, had a conversation with him. And then uh, Dillian, just for the shit of it, decided to come and do our radio interview mm-hmm. on the side that where Derek was stood. Right. Right. So Derek's on the ring apron here. They could have done it anywhere, anywhere in the fucking arena. But no, Dillian says, let's do it over there. Fucking hell, here we go. Right. So he comes over and uh, the whole interview was basically Dillian going, he needs to stay in his lane. Him there. What the fuck are you out here for? Get out of here. (laughs) We're going to have another square go in a minute. It's going to go off. Um, I don't know. I never got to the bottom as to what Derek Chisora wanted, but obviously he's found uh, a a newfound confidence in uh, his fantastic performance against Carlos Takam. He's thinking to himself, right, I'm going to go and get myself some of that Tony money. You know what I mean? Just a bit. Get on to David, eh? He was there yesterday. Get on to him. It was funny on watching the Sky broadcast because they interviewed Chisora at ringside and then they went to the side and they were chatting. It was like Bellew, Macklin and... uh, Johnny Nelson were chatting about the fight, doing a little. Oh, bit did he come recap. over? Yeah, because he walked past us. Yeah, yeah. So he and went over to the. He telly, bounced did he? over there and threw his head in the middle of them all, and was going, "Yeah, yeah." And obviously, Tony him and Tony were doing a big loving, and and they were saying, "You know, so so what's next then, Derek? You know, you've breathed new uh, life into your career. And who do you, who, do you want to fight next?" And he went, "I'll fight Tony. I want some of that Tony money." <laughs> <laughs> Melu, Melu's like, no chance, I'm not fighting you, you fucking no chance. Obviously messing, but it was class the way that was his first response. I won't bell you, I'll fight you. Some of that Tony money. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> brilliant. What a fucking hero, mate, absolutely. Did you catch any of the Mikey Garcia stuff, by the way? Fuck yeah, of course I did. I had to stream it, obviously, but... Uh, what the heck is going on? I don't know, man. I don't know. Listen, I, I fucking love Box Nation. We love Box Nation. Box Nation do amazing things. I can only imagine they'd signed up for that other fight before Garcia got confirmed or whatever. Mate, it's a lightweight know. unification between two of the best on I the know. planet. Why is it not on the telly? The fight they had why on was a cracker, to, don't get me why wrong. Why am I watching it on a fucking dodgy stream? stream? I know, in this day and age. Sensational though, as predicted last week, didn't we? We said he'd have too much firepower for Robert Easter Jr. And so proved dropped Easter in the third on his way to a point win. But mm. do you know what really fucking upset me about this I know performance? What you're, gonna say. you're gonna talk about getting on the mic at the end. It's nothing to do with the performance. Mate, what the fuck is he thinking about? The biggest fight in whale boxing. Okay. For for Fight Disciples, um, I consider us all, as Fight Disciples, proper fans. The biggest fight in boxing, fuck you Triple G Canelo, fuck you AJ versus Wilder. The biggest fight, and by that I mean for pound for pound status, would have been Mikey Gear versus Lomachenko. Who? Mikey who? Mikey Garcia. Mikey Gear. Did I say I Mikey Gear? I you fucking made a new name. Who's Mikey Gear? He's not on my list, is he? Gear on, on the brain. Mikey Gear. <laughs> you after fucking selling all that cork outside the Echo last week. Mikey Gear. Mikey Gear. Yeah, yeah. Richards, mate. <laughs> but that would have been the big one. That would have been that would have been the moment because I was just waiting for Lomachenko to get on social media and be like, yeah, fuck yeah, let's do it. Let's for, do the, it. for those that have not seen it, because there wasn't a UK broadcast. Um, Mikey Garcia did get on the mic and he did call somebody out. 
He said, I'm going up to 147. I want Errol Spence Jr. What the fucking point of that? Which is amazing. You know, it he's, he's going to go from lightweight. He's going to jump up past Two. light welter, straight to welterweight. Stick a stone on Neely. Yeah. So it's amazing what he's trying to do. But I feel like he's running away from the the status. If he does that, we all go, fucking hell. Amazing Mikey Garcia. Fifth weight world champion against a young, super talented kid like that. Mate, you are fucking brilliant. You are. He's potentially pound for pound with Lindsay Lomachenko. What do you think? What do you think? He's ran away from the fucking fight that we all just go, well, this is it, guys. Garcia Lomachenko, no more arguing. Close the fucking shop. Whoever wins, this is number one. Boxing completed. We are... Game, some, game clocked. That's it. We retire then. That's yeah, it. Yeah. Fight Disciples <laughs> is no more. that's a good thing then. Fight Disciples is no more. Lomachenko and Garcia has been made. We're yeah. not even going to comment after it, after yeah. the fight, because there's no point. You've seen it all. Whoever wins this is the guy with the biggest balls. But he hasn't. He didn't call it. He's gone in a different direction. And that, that surprises me because... I think One, he's a free agent, so yeah. he, he pretty much could have chose any fight in the world. He hasn't got to play, play, play by the fucking song sheet of a TV broadcaster or a promoter or a manager. He's still a free agent right now. Mm. So the fact that he's gone that way made me think, fucking hell. And I think Lomachenko too probably thought, okay. Or is there another reason? Is there because he doesn't want to be yet another statistic on Nomaschenko? And that's a big shout because that was a fucking another cracking performance. Mm. But well, why would he run away from this weight class? No idea. No idea. Um, it's not g- good enough, Adam. G- I need you to get Garcia on the phone right now. Get, j- j- go on then. Hello? Mikey? No, 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 Robert. <laughs> Robert, you're uh, Mikey and lad? No, <laughs> Two minutes, he's on his way. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Mikey. Yes. It's Nick from the Fight Disciples. Hey, Nicky. How are you, Nicky? Okay? I'm good, man. I'm good. Great performance against Robert Easter Jr. Yeah, you're not. Sensational. I knocked the fucker out, yeah? I know you did, man. It was well, well, you didn't, but well, you know, it was a great performance. Well, well, I just want to ask you one well, question. See? My man, Lama, number one spot was there. You and Lomachenko for the number one spot. So why, why, why are you running away? Say again, the, the, the signal not good. I, okay, I, I'll speak. You break. Uh, I speak a bit of Spanish. You break. Are you on a train? I speak a bit of You're Spanish. You breaking up? Why you run away? You're from the champ, eh? Yeah? Number one ba- spot. Nick, I'll call you back. See you. Bye bye. See what I mean, man? He's running away from the question. Never mm. mind the opposition, Adam. Did you know this week that uh, Frank and Eddie, the uh, nineteen 19- 1980s pop band, have got together and had a little bit of a, a, a chat. Uh, and come up with a deal for a certain uh, super fight that we all thought won't happen. Probably still won't happen. Won't happen. Uh, but it's nice to see Frank and Eddie getting in a room and having a little yeah. bit of a cuddle and making Billy Joe Saunders against uh, Demetrius Andrade. Did they, though, or did, did Eddie make, you know... He said, listen, mate... Was there a horse's head can, on the bed? I, I can fucking blow you out of the water with me design, man. I just think he rings up and goes, listen, Frank, well, it, this didn't happen, but, you know, let's on, pretend it did. Ring us again. Bring, bring. Oh, out. Oh, Frank, it's me. Eddie Hearn, son, innit? Straight out of fucking Love Island. What do you want, you cunt? Just made a fucking load of money with pay-per-view heavyweights, haven't I, son? And now I'm feeling ballsy. Yeah, I fucking noticed. What do you want, you fucking Got mug? Got that fucking dance money burning that out in my pocket, don't I? Billy Joe Saunders, son. What, what, what are you saying about Billy? What you want from him, then, Frank? 
What do you mean, World War III? We I don't fucking want, we... want him, Frank. We... I want him on one of my cards, We son. don't want any of that fucking Andrade. You can stick it out your fucking ass. It's going to go to purse bids, son. And you know I'll blow you out the water with my downs money. Call it two million and I'll fucking let him come and fight on your card, mate. I'll throw, make it 2.5, Frank. Hey, 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 hey. I've got money to burn, son. <laughs> All right, son. I'll have a little bit of that. Sorry, then. Nice doing business with you, mate. See you in a bit. Bye-bye. <laughs> That's how it went. That's exactly how it went. Yeah. <laughs> that's Simple. That's how the fucking deal that's, went. Listen, every, uh, Eddie now goes into fucking Costco. Two coffees. That'd be £4.20. Take 12. <laughs> <laughs> that's how Eddie Earn works, though. With his fucking DAZN money or whatever it's called. Spunking <laughs> in everywhere, baby. How much? He goes to the Asda. £12 for your petrol. Take 20. <laughs> Thanks very much. Take one for yourself, darling. <laughs> me, man. I love it. But they have. They've shook on it. Um, the, listen, I'm hearing originally they wanted to do this uh, October the 20th, but they're, they're struggling to find a venue for it, so they might be knocking it back to October the 6th, which it is... It's going to be US, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's the a, Chicago it's a, card. It's a, yeah, yeah, it's a US card. Yeah, it's a design thing. Matchroom, sports. And, and they've relinquished uh, the BT side of Billy Joe Saunders' uh, performance, it'll be on Sky. Yeah, it will be on Sky, yeah. But I, I know Frank's come out and said, after this, this is just a one-off, Billy yeah. is contracted to us, we are committed to BT Sport, he will be back on BT Sport after this fight. Yeah. Is what they've said. There you go. If uh, it goes ahead. Uh, listen, I think it has to go ahead. With the year that Billy Joe Saunders has had, listen, he's not going to be frightened of going abroad, he's done it. Oh God, no, fuck, no, not for this. And I think, again, to go back to that conversation... He was just offered more money than fucking BT and Frank can put up. Yeah, and it was like, well, we'd be crazy. We could, this is two or three times what you what we're building towards making. Take for the you. fight, be fucking amazing again, and exactly. then capitalize on that momentum. Yeah, stop fucking about. That's it. Yeah, because you're brilliant, Billy Joe. That's it. We'll leave it at that. Um, Usyk Bellew, seen as that I've been ringside at the weekend, having yeah. a few chats with a few dogs. It's happening. He looked well, my boy, didn't he? Fucking hell, he's had a good honeymoon, hasn't he? Yeah. He's enjoyed himself. He's Absolutely. been on the old all-inclusive as Big T. He did. He's yeah, been spending yeah. some of that Tony money. <laughs> um, November, book it in, it's happening. Yep. We're just looking for a venue. I'm just hoping it's going to be Liverpool. The problem is we just haven't got a venue big enough. I think November means it's O2, going to have to mate. be... It's probably going to be the O2, yeah. It needs to be a big, open, closed roof stadium. Uh, because of the weather that time of For year. For the undisputed cruiserweight championship just, you know of what? the world. Is Manchester too much of a stretch, the MEN? Is it just not big enough? It's, it's about TV money, isn't it, really? It's about TV money. It's whether it's obviously going to be pay-per-view. You'd think. And is pay-per-view going to generate enough money to compete with the O2. Yeah, because... I think it makes sense to have because it what has happened? closer to home for Belgium. Yeah, but what has happened... Listen, he's not bothered. He went and knocked no, out David A in the O2. He doesn't give a fuck. He I mean, from fans' perspective... They'll travel, mate. Because yeah. I think what has happened now, Tony Bellew was... He's transcended. Has, yeah, regional, he's transcended. Regional he's, following, hasn't he's, he? He's created a... He's got a, definitely a fan base and people will want to come out to see if he can pull off this unbelievable feat of knocking out the undisputed Cruiserweight Champion of the World. And that's the only way, in my opinion, he can win it, by yeah. knocking the dude out. Yeah. Right? But boxing fans love Usyk. They, they will sell the fucking arena out for fun and if you can't get a ticket for it, you'll pay a pay-per-view just because Absolutely. you... What's a pay-per-view fight? Because those that hate Bellew will want to see him get absolutely fucking wiped out by yeah. the best fight, one of the best fighters. We were saying last week, weren't we? He's in the top three for me in the pound-for-pound pound list on the planet. So it sells. November, book it in. They were talking about it last night. It's fucking happening. It's there you done, go. yeah. I knew it was going to be done. As soon as Usyk come on the microphone and was like, I want to fight Bell. You I want some it. of that Tony money. <laughs> <laughs> After beating Gasayev, I was like, 
mate, you've got that fight. I swear to you, you've got that fight. Bell, you's desperate for the dance partner. You've got that fight. You put all them belts on the line. You've got it. And, you know, clearly last night you can tell by Bellew's face that it's happening. It's 100% happening. Fucking hell, eh? Stop it's not in fucking, you know. Jeddah. Jeddah. <laughs> <laughs> Jeddah, man. Can't afford that Tony money. We've got to go to Jeddah for it. <laughs> fucking Jedda. hell. Friday night in Jeddah. <laughs> you can't wait, can you? Mm. I'm trying my best to just do it off the telly. <laughs> Look at you pissing yourself. Where are Jedda. you, mate? I'm on a plane to Jeddah. <laughs> You're on the fucking lash? No, they don't serve ale. Yeah, exactly, oh, yeah. Oh, dear. Anyway, uh, we'll talk about that in September when it all comes round. Uh, there are some fights this weekend, by the way. Kovalev's back in action. Don't know if you've seen that. Kovalev yeah. back in action. It's a great fight against Elida uh, Alvarez. Uh, who's 23 and 0. He doesn't really whack, if I'm honest, at this level. He's what? 11 knockouts in his 23 fights, which if you compare that to Kovalev at that stage of his career, Kovalev, I think, knocked every fucker out. Um, It's a great fight for Kovalev because after Andre Ward stole his soul, there is a little bit of rebuilding still needed, I think. It's a good opportunity for him this weekend uh, to to start to do that against the real contender. Yeah, he's looked, you know, since Ward, obviously he's had a couple of knockout finishes, haven't he? Both against, you know, fellow Eastern Europeans. But his arse went against Ward. That's going to take him yeah, a lot yeah. of long no, no. time to fucking get rid of. I completely agree. Um, I, I just don't know whether, you know, obviously Ward's not coming back. But what I like most about this fight is that we've seen Dimitri Bivol again back on the undercard. And that, for me, is the build-up fight. That's the big super fight. I think that's why he's there, mate. Kovalev versus I think Bivol's he's there got to, to try and make next. that... Yeah, got to happen next. Therefore. But obviously, Bivol's the rising superstar in this light heavyweight division. Interesting opponents as well. Speaking of Bellew, former Tony Bellew opponent, Bivol's fighting at the weekend. Um, Isaac Chim- Chalemba, yeah. who, who uh, Bellew fought a couple of times. It's a good test. Because how, how many Bivol had uh, now? Has he had about 12? He's had 12 now, yeah. Yeah. And Chalemba's no mug. He's only ever lost against, as I say, Bellew. Um, Kovalev? In fact, he's lost against Alvarez, who fights Kovalev this mm, weekend mm. as well. So he's only lost against the best guys. But again, it's the type of opponent that Bivol, going by his status so far, should be blown away and blown away in sensational fashion. And then, you know, you can't really delay the, Ko- the Kovalev fight down the line. That's mm. purely what this card's for, isn't it, this weekend? Mm. To build up towards Kovalev-Bivol in the new year? Mm. I'll tell you what will happen um, this weekend. There'll be uh, an influx... Uh, of people trying to get a ticket for uh, a matchroom show in Cardiff following the weekend of uh, tremendous action. People might be thinking to themselves, fucking hell, I fancy going to boxing. When, when's next one? Next one's this week. It's in Cardiff. Uh, because uh, they're hometown boy. And I'm glad that he's getting top of the bill at last, man. I mean, we've seen him on the card of an AJ card in Cardiff a couple of times, Joe Cordina. But he's either been the floor, he's been going on in the background, he's not really he's not really had his moment nope. yet. And this is his moment now. This is his moment. And he's taking on game as fuck Sean Masha Dodd. It's a great opportunity for him to showcase his talent um, against a, a lad that is definitely going to bring it. Yeah, he is. I spoke to Masha just a few weeks ago and he's absolutely relishing this opportunity, you know, after losing his Commonwealth title. He um, he sees Cordina as the perfect fight for him to come back. He's been grafting hard with Robbie Davis Jr. up in Liverpool. Who, it's the of perfect course, fight for Cordina though as well. Well, that's what I mean, because he won't have to go looking for him. Um, so all I'm trying to say is Masha's going to fucking going down to Wales to win. Mm. This is the first time Joe Cordina, with all due respect to everyone who's faced so far, 
is going to be facing a guy that's coming to beat him up and coming mm. to fucking do a number on him. Don't get me wrong, I think Joe Cordine is a bit special. Do I think this is a big step at this at seven fight stage? I do actually, yeah. Do you? Yeah, I think Masha. Uh, Masha's got the ability to look a lot shitter than he is. Everyone does it with him. Everyone totally underestimates Masha Dodd. Don't get me wrong, I think Joe Cordina could be a little bit special. And I think even Masha Dodd and his team mm. realise that Joe Cordina could be a little bit special. But at the moment, this is the first guy that Cordina's fought that isn't coming to get a payday. This guy, Masha's going to Wales to win. And that will either bring out the very best in Joe Cordina. Yeah, I think it will. Or it might take him into deep water I for the first will. time. I think I, it listen, will. Listen... I, I, you know, obviously, form would suggest that Cordina right fight at the right time, but Masha. I want to see. I want to see him in deep water. Fucking worse than he is. Let I want to see him in deep water. I want uh, Masha to put it on him properly. Yeah, yeah. Put it on him, and, and maybe for two or three rounds, you're thinking, "Fuck, you know what's going on here?" But then Cordina to come through because you need them tests. You 100 yeah. percent need them tests, and I hope uh, we get to see that at the weekend. Tasha Jonas in action. The card, yeah. Um, you would think that off the back of this one on the AJ undercard in September that she might be fighting for a world title. You would you'd hope, anyway. So. You'd hope. You would think so, because Casey Taylor's fucking desperate for a big opponent, a bit of named opponent. And uh, Natasha Jonas after the semi-final. Nasha? Is that a nickname that you've got for her? That's Masha that I'm in my fucking Masha head. Nasha. Masha and Nasha. <laughs> uh, after Natasha's performance with Casey Taylor at the semi-finals of the Olympics, they need each other desperately. And I wouldn't, you know, Mashroom need to fast-track Natasha mm. forward, so... Um, my boy's on this as well. Well, wait a minute. My boy. You just wait. We'll get my to boy's on here as well. Because you've just mentioned Olympics. The so yellow use off is on this as well. Yeah, if you don't me. know who he is and you're in Cardiff this weekend and you've got a spare few quid, go, just go and watch him. He's fucking mega. Absolutely mega. And as you rightfully said, your boy. So I, mean, I fully anticipate you to go. You're going to Cardiff, aren't you? I'll be in Cardiff this weekend. Were you? No. Fucking fair weather, you, aren't you? <laughs> You pick these fighters, that's it, yeah, I'll just, uh, I'll just watch them on YouTube. He's a friend of the show, jo uh, Jordan, now, you know, good mate of the show. Sorted you out with some kit, hasn't he? No, he's gonna, it's coming soon, he's going to send me through some bits, so he's going to give his, in fact, he's got his own clothing label, Jordan Gill, so what I've told him to do is hit the Fight Disciples with a little bit of a money off code, we'll blast it on the show for them, we'll get some of our followers to sh support Jordan Gill, because I love it when fighters, and it's not just because he's my prospect of the year and he's a superstar, I love it when fighters have a other business interests outside the sport because the sport is only a, a small window and he's obviously interested in fashion or whatever it is. So, man, we're going to get behind him and support him. So, yeah, next the, week I'll have a discount code for Jordan. Gale. Well, on that, I, uh, I had a conversation uh, with uh, Tommy Coyle and we're going to get Fight Disciples branded Brussels sprouts. Absolutely. That uh, sounds fucking ace for to Chris, me. For Christmas, because I know you're a big fan of them. So, we're going to be having uh, a couple of them. But Jordan Gill is in action this weekend and I'm glad that he's getting the opportunities now because he'd been cracking around the old small hole scene for such a long period of time. He's performed on a couple of those next-gen cards, hasn't he? Eddie's yeah. obviously taken a shine to him. Dev uh, Caldwell's probably been in his ear, as has Tony Bellew. And it's, it's only right that the kid's been uh, signed and he's got an opportunity now. Well, he's fighting Ryan Doyle, isn't he, for the Commonwealth belt? I think that's the uh, that's the fight they're building towards. Quick eight-rounder this weekend, and then it'll be Ryan Doyle, uh, and we'll have a new Commonwealth champion. Mm. Ryan Doyle, of course, defeated your prospect of the year, Reese Bellotti. Last time out, which has uh, kind of ruined our chance to have prospect versus prospect this year. But hopefully, if Reese can get himself back in the frame, we'll uh, we'll take that as a defence end of the year. Have you seen that uh, my real prospect from last year, old Jackie Boy and O'Hara? Yeah, September fifteenth, man, they're at it. Tremendo. It's good on that, isn't it? Yeah, it's a fucking great fight. It's good for them both. Yeah. 
Listen, for all the shit O'Hara takes, and listen, you know, he has talked some shit he over takes, the years. He takes the fights. He takes the fights, man. He's, you know, he ain't fucking about. That's what I like about O'Hara Davis. In two years' time, he'll either be a champion and continuing, or he won't be in boxing anymore. Mm. But at least he'll know. At least he won't spend 10 years of his life, get to the end of it and go, fucking hell. I could have been a contender. I've made, I've made fuck all money. I could have been a, I could have been a good one. I think there's a lot of fighters who build up massive records and then they get there and they realise they're not good enough or they just haven't got that last bit of momentum. And then they go, okay, well now I'm going to have to come back to the real world in my late 20s, early 30s. And we need to get a fucking normal job or whatever. And that lifestyle that they've dreamt of is completely out of reach. With Oara Davis, I feel like he's just like, you know what? I'm just going to fucking go shit a bus for a few years with boxing. And if it works, it works. And if it doesn't, I'll go and do something else. I'm, uh, I'm finishing the show um, with uh, a very special uh, piece, actually. It's nothing to do with actual... Well, it is kind of related to fights coming up. When I play this music, what do you think of? I want me something to be free. La, 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 la. Don't know if you've noticed, but our boy Joe Joyce yeah. has up sticks, he's gone to Big Bear and he's hanging out with Triple G. Can you imagine the fucking conversations between them two? <laughs> Can you imagine that? Should we, play, should we play that out? Should we play that out to play out the show? I'm Joe Joyce. What's going on? Do you know that I saw him the other day? Lich. Right. No, no, no. Listen, he's, uh, got, the studio that we're uh, making this show today, right? Mm-hmm. His girlfriend mm-hmm. is a radio presenter at this radio station. Oh, right, okay. And, Fucking hell, I'm glad you told me that. And he came to pick her up the other day, right? And I was leaving the building after doing some editing on one of our shows, and I shit my pants. <laughs> I think he, please don't recognise me, please don't recognise me. Hey! Hey! Are you from Fat Disciples? You're that Fat Disciples. What's on? We love you really, Joe. What's going on? Yeah. So uh, Good I, move. I told you he had to get away from fucking the whole Haymaker ring star pantomime, didn't I? He needs to go and find his own way in the world. The talent is potentially there. He needs to stop fucking about and just move forward. And could you argue there's any better place for him to fucking get zero focused? Mm. He'd do well having a couple of fights in America, actually. It'd probably bring out the best in Joe. Great, great stable. Abel Sanchez is stable. Amazing. Uh, it'd be interesting to uh, to see that develop. Uh, develop. Triple G, gas I have. Yes, please. On social, uh, on social media. Uh, anyway, that's it for this week. Been an absolute pleasure, as always. Um, if you want to subscribe to this nonsense, you can do Fight Disciples on uh, iTunes, at Fight Disciples on all social medias. Uh, and you can also get Android feeds for this podcast on our website, fightdisciples.com. We will catch you next time. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.